This is a podcast about our lived experience, which unfortunately includes infant death and subsequent mental health struggles. Please take good care of yourself and only listen if this content feels safe for you right now. We'll still be here when you're ready. Hi, I'm Judith. And I'm Melina. We are internet friends turned real life friends who both experienced the tragic loss of our sons to sudden infant death syndrome in winter of 2021. In the year after Aiden died, my husband and I both became unemployed, my parents divorced, and we had to move five times for various reasons. And as for me, just a few weeks before my son Quinn died, my then husband had come out to me as a transgender woman and were subsequently divorcing. It's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as we're living, we will love our sons deeply and work to make sure that we live a life that makes them proud. Welcome to As Long As I'm Living podcast. We're so glad you're here. spilled my bloody mary all over my relative that would be so bad um so. not my bloody mary there's no vodka in it but you know how i do hi everyone oh, this is alina quinn's mom and this is judith i'm aiden's mom <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna do something we haven't done in a while um which is do an episode about a topic i feel like we haven't done one of these in a while we've just been rambling I know, but I feel like when I've been thinking about our podcast, there's like three different areas. Okay. Uh-huh. There's number one, when we talk about like when we do interviews. Okay. That's yeah. obvious. Number two is when we talk about a particular topic. And number three is when we kind of document the story of our grief. Yes. To have your after. So it's kind of like, I don't think we intentionally structure it that, I, I think it just developed that way. I don't think we sit there and say, okay, well, we, you know, last week we did an interview. So this week we have to do that. Next week we have to do that. It's not like a recipe, but I yeah. think it kind of ends up being that way. So the last couple of weeks we've been doing the documenting our journey and yeah, the more so, personal yeah. episodes. So this week, what I want to talk about, and I know that Alina is hesitant because she's not fully prepared, but talking about <laughs> how to talk to a griever, it yeah. was particularly relevant to my life because my best friend's dad died. And so I've spent a lot of time um, going through those initial stages, trying to figure out exactly what I could say that wouldn't be hurtful. And because I've been in such close proximity to a loss again, but this time from the outside, I feel like it's really given me a unique perspective because I've been on the inside and now I've been on the outside. Yes. The reason why I thought about this topic is because I saw a friend of mine um, from school that I hadn't spoken to in, in some time since the loss. And he told me, I told him about the podcast and he's like, oh, I'm looking for something very specific. And I followed up with him a couple of days later and I was like, hey, did you ever find what you were looking for on the podcast? And he said, no, I actually was looking for some direction as to how I could talk to a grieving person without hurting their feelings. Um, and I guess he really needed step by steps. And I thought that was a really good idea. Like most people don't idea. know how to talk to a grieving person. So um, uh, I want to be clear. I think that we should limit this episode to what, what to say and not say to a griever. Yes. And we're not going to talk about what to do to support them. Like this is strictly about words, right? Yes. This is just about words. Yeah. Okay, great. We spoke about how to support them through giving gifts in their gift guide to grievers. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of touched on this before, but we've never spoken about words. Yes. Well, we did talk about words in Wonder Woman, which is an early episode as well, which I'll recommend. But I think we can get into it even more. Okay. So um, I think let's start with what happens when you first find out the news. So you've mm-hmm. just gotten the call about the loss. Yes. 
So first question is like, what do you say? Do you call the person? Do you text the person? What is a helpful thing to say? What is a hurtful thing to say in the immediate week or okay. when you're just notified about the loss? I feel like it's an emergency for me to say, for the love of all that is holy, don't call the person. If they, <laughs> unless, unless there's somebody who you have like a, a phone call relationship with, like don't feel like you need to go and speak to them in a way that you don't normally talk to them. Like oh, I would have, please, if anybody called me, which nobody did because they, thank God, did not. But I would have been so fucking confused if someone like called me. Like absolutely not. No. I got a ton of calls. And the odd thing is that I didn't have their number in my phone. And so I would answer because I didn't know who it was. Mm -hmm. And then it would be like some like distant relative who was calling me from another country. And then <laughs> I had to sit there and like have small talk with them. Do you think I wanted to do that? I did not want to do that. Just send a text. Send a text. I'll also say like in the very immediate aftermath, you wind up having a lot of phone calls from people whose numbers you don't know because there's right. a lot of social workers. There's the police. And in our case, there was police. There's all of these like administrative resources. Exactly. Yes. That are calling you and or investigating you. But so you have to keep your phone on, you know, and answer the phone if someone yes. calls. So like I would say try not to as much as possible, try to um, reach out to them in a way that is passive on their part to receive. Yes. Because I will never forget when my sister's mother-in-law called me and in the beginning, first she was telling me about her best friend who lost a child and that was kind of comforting. And then she launched into her birthday party and she was like, we don't get trash pickup on Sundays, but we're having this party on Saturday. And I remember it. That's how fucked up it was. She said, we get, we're having this party on Saturday, but we don't have trash pickup and I'm going to have too much trash. And what am I going to do with all this trash? And I remember just thinking... <laughs> She's talking to me about her trash. And like, I know from where she stands, like she probably was just rambling because she was scared. But from where I was sitting, I just thought I was in the twilight zone. Am I supposed to care about her trash pickup? Yes. Let's also just say right now, keep it free. Yeah. You are not going to be able to fix it with your conversation. So yes. express your condolences. And we'll get into how to do that in a second. But express your condolences. Keep it Brief. In and out. And I also want to address in this how to go to a shiva call. Um, or I don't know if other religions have some sort of visiting hours, maybe a wake or a celebration of life or whatever it is. Like, how can you be a guest at one of those things where the person is there, but it's not a formal ceremony? So, okay. So in the first couple of hours or days or whatever, you find out the news, do not call, text the person. And what should you say? I think the the... I won't necessarily, I don't need to put specific words in people's mouth, but I think these are the things that you kind of want to get across. One, that you're so sorry. Yes. Condolences. Leave it at that. I'm so sorry. Two, I think something that's comforting is to hear validation of how bad it is. I'm so sorry. This is horrible. Yes, exactly. Yes. And then I will also say, like, at this point, again, this is your very first reach out. This is... Early in the loss, you don't need to go into anything super long. We're keeping it brief. But if you want to say something like, um, I loved the photos you shared of your baby on Facebook and I'm so sorry he's gone. Or like I was thinking about, you know, the other day, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like maybe like one or two sentences that is a personal connection to the person who's been lost. Yes. And that's, I think, really all you have to say. I'll add one more thing. First of all, when my best friend called me with the news her dad died, I said, my favorite memory of your dad 
is this because again you want to shift the burden from the person who's grieving and let them know that you are all grieving yes. the loss if you don't have a memory yes. let's say it's a stillbirth you likely don't have a memory of their baby but you could just say i'm so sorry for your loss this is horrible and then the last piece if you don't have a memory that you want to share the last piece i would say is you can say is there a meal train i'd like to send you a meal don't say can i come to your laundry i'll you know don't this is not the time for like logistics, but if there's something already in the works, let's say you could say, will there be a service I'd like to attend? That's yes. one thing you could say. Will there be a meal train? I'd like to send a meal. What is your address? I plan on sending something. Don't ask. Do you need anything? Do not Don't ask. ask. Yep. Useless. Not helpful. Don't ask. Um, I'm happy to do whatever you want. I'm here for you. Bullshit. You're probably not there for that person. Let's be honest. I mean, maybe if this is your best friend, but if this is just yes. like someone you went to elementary school with, you're not going to be there for that person. So don't say I'm yes. here. If you need me, call me. I'm not going to call you. So again, I'm so sorry for your loss. This is horrible. This is horrible. My favorite memory of your son is seeing how you dressed him up for Halloween. It was such a cute costume. Because we obviously are an infant loss podcast. I think a really good thing, because again, like with a stillbirth or even like in my case, like a lot of people did not meet Quinn. I think a great like option for this piece of the of the message is something like I remember when you told me you were pregnant with him and just yeah. how excited I was exactly I love seeing your maternity shoot pictures yes. on Facebook it brought me so much joy to see yes. that for your family and then transition to I plan to attend the funeral can you send me the details or can I speak to someone in your family Yes. to coordinate a meal train can I speak to someone in your family to get the details for the celebration of life that's it then you're done that's, that's it. it walk away you are done walk you did your away. part and I need to say right now if they don't respond you've still that's done it. your part yes that's it they received your message they felt good and that's it I also like to say and this is going to be guidance for the following weeks don't feel like they need to respond don't feel they need to respond I just want to let you know I heard yes. about the passing I'm so sorry this is horrific news. I will always remember your baby dressed up as a dinosaur last Halloween. Is there a meal train? I'd like to send you something. Or what is your address? I plan on sending you something. Perfect. Done. You did an excellent job. A plus plus check. Okay. <laughs> Step two. What do you do? What do you do when you go to the celebration of life? You go to the funeral. Then what do you say? How do you behave? And this, although, let's say this applies for the Shiva, that's a week of visitation after the loss in the Jewish faith, a wake, which I think is the same day of the funeral, but with drinking. I, I don't know. Something I don't like know. <laughs> or the funeral or a burial. Okay. So, yes. and a or a celebration of life where let's say the person is being cremated. And so this is just the celebration of their um, lifetime and life will be speeches by the family. That's the second chapter. And then we'll talk about, I just want to set it up for people. Then we'll talk about ongoing care. Yes. And then we'll talk about special days, those four okay. topics. Okay, so let's talk about the funeral, the week of, the shiva. Let's talk about that. What's good, what's bad? You go first. I have opinions if you're ready. Okay. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> I'm going to go back to something we said already. Keep it short. Keep oh it short. God. No one wants to entertain you. We feel like shit. We don't want to talk about anything. <laughs> we don't want to entertain you. We don't want to talk about our flight. We don't want to talk about your flight. So keep it brief. You see the person. They look horrific they look like death personified okay their eyes are gray you think to yourself oh my god how am i going to make it better this is so awkward maybe i'm not close with this person or maybe i am close with this person how am i supposed to act just remember you are not going to fix this you're not it's impossible to fix this so take out of your mind i want to make it better it's not going to be better the best thing yep. you can do is keep it brief 
validate the loss and express condolences. Your entire visit or your entire conversation with the person who's bereaved at whatever celebration of life this is should probably be less than three minutes. What do you think? Yes. A hundred percent agree with that. A hundred percent. Three minutes. They will remember you came, but it's better. I will say this as human beings, it's we are conditioned to put our foot in our mouth when we're scared. And I think when we look at death in the face, we become scared and we just ramble and ramble and ramble because we're trying to get it better. It's never going to be. Like your your sister's mother-in-law with the trash. I also was a guest at my friend. I saw my friend's mom when I went and I could not shut up. You would not believe some of the shit I said because we're human and we make mistakes. And I myself need to be reminded that even though I can relate to grief, I don't know their grief. And it's not my job to sit there and be like, by the way, things are going to be really bad in the fall. Like when the holidays come around, <laughs> that's not my job. I found myself like just not being able to shut up. And I think this is just a reminder. Let's practice conversation. Okay. Alina. Am it's- I the griever? I want to be the griever. Okay. Oh my Hi, God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I was, I'm so glad that I can be here. I'm so sorry for your loss. Quinn was such a beautiful, beautiful baby. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I miss him so much. Of course. It's, of real, course it's really him. hard. It's really it's, hard. It's really, it is really hard. It is really hard. Um, I just wanted to stop by and express my condolences. I'll check on you in the coming weeks and months just to let you know how much I care. But I just wanted to tell you that I'm thinking about you. I'm going to go now. Thank you. It's nice to see you. Yes. Have a good, Next. have a good rest of your funeral. <laughs> let's, try, let's try another thing. Let's say, let's just say, let's say you don't want to talk about it. Okay. So then what happens? You'll say, let, let's, you be the grieving, I'll be the grieving person. Okay. Okay. And you don't want to talk about that. And loss. I don't want to talk about the loss. Okay. He was just so sick in the end. And you know, um, so did you see that Mrs. Bess is here, the eighth grade teacher? Like, I can't believe that she showed up. I mean, like, she looks like shit, huh? Oh my gosh. I remember Mrs. Bess. Yeah. She is not looking good, huh? She is not looking good, but it was nice of her to come. You know, it was nice of her to come. So I hear you live in Boston these days. I do live in Boston. Do you see how I'm just following Judith's lead? And then you're going to get out. I do live in Boston. I do. It's really cold this time of year. I'm going to go. That's what she said. (laughs) It's really cold this time of year. I'm going to go. I'm so sorry that we had to see each other under these circumstances and leave. (laughs) You, um, your mom actually talked about this when we interviewed our moms. Your mom talked about how you would get a lot of visitors yeah. and they would just really overstay their welcome. And of course, like their presence is so desired yeah. and welcome. And then it's just like, get in and out. You're Even not going to make want to talk about it or I don't want, like in those two circumstances where you just wanted to express the condolences or the second one where I just didn't even want to talk about anything because I don't feel comfortable sharing that part of you. Point is to be brief. Now, I will say that I was just at the Shiva house for a week, and there were certain people that my friend wanted to talk to about things. And there were certain people. I it happened to be when Aiden died, a friend of mine who had recently witnessed the loss of their parents suddenly and tragically. I wanted to talk to her. And I would say in those cases where let's say I, the griever, has word vomit, I would say, now tell me what you think. If you come in and you know you're close with this person. You say, like, listen, Judith, I'm so sorry for your loss. I want to support you, but I never know exactly what to say during these difficult times. Do you want to talk about your loss or do you want to talk about something else or do you not want to talk at all? Whatever you feel comfortable with, 
I feel comfortable. So then you're giving them the door to rules of thumb, when in doubt, ask. Yes. And follow their lead. Exactly. So let's say you are really close with this person and you're walking into this room and this is one of your closest best friends. Like, what do you say? Ask, do you want to talk about your son that passed? And let them say yes or no. I'll never forget when someone I knew my entire life came into Aiden's Shiva. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it, but I really want to just like, can you distract me? Give me the best piece of gossip that you have. And she gave me the greatest <laughs> gift that someone could give a grieving person. It was gossip gold. And that's what I wanted right then. <laughs> so ask. <laughs> you know, I think that that's fair. If you aren't going to keep it brief, because let's say this is your close best friend and it would be weird for you to be there for only two minutes, ask. Follow their lead and ask. Yes. So that would be my advice for that crucial week of like mourning, celebration yes. advice, of life, funeral. What do you think? Do you have anything to add? It's, you mentioned you're going to see this person for the first time. You're going to see this person for the first time. They will have just experienced a loss. They are going to look like shit. Just, this isn't specifically about what to say, but don't acknowledge that they look like shit. Don't like uh, wide-eyed, like with terror, like see their like gray face and their unwashed hair and be like, "Ooh, you look tired or like, oh, like, please. And I don't know why anybody would say that, but I do think that happens. Just don't even acknowledge it at all. But the one other thing I'll say about the physical thing is don't ask if they've eaten. Don't. It is our, I think, as human nature, we see someone suffering and they look gaunt and we say, but have you eaten? Have you drinking? They bring them a cup of water or like a plate of food and walk away. Don't be like, oh, did you eat? They're not thinking about eating. And it's almost like you're saying you look like you're shit and hungry. And like, I don't want to hear that, you know? Yeah. But again, this is human nature. And like I myself, as someone who's been through grief tremendously, went to this Shiva house and said to someone, like, I don't know what I said. I, said, I think I said, like, have you had a chance? Have you slept? You look like you haven't slept in a while. And that was wrong. And I shouldn't have said that, but we're human and, like, it's scary and we just word vomit. But the reason I'm, I want to make this episode is because I think we all need guidance. Like, I myself need to reminders, you know? So let's talk about the yeah. weeks yeah, after. Let's say, on, let's call it ongoing maintenance. Okay. Ongoing grief support. I love it. Here's the first thing I'm going to say. I think we talk a lot about uh, sending food, taking care of household tasks, all of those little things that kind of are the scaffolding of their life that will let them have more room to. Those are all wonderful to do. I want to give you a specific tip on the language surrounding offering. Here's what I think you need to say. And my friend, I have a friend, um, my friend Leah is really good at this. I would like to send you dinner. Would that be okay? As opposed to, would you like me to send you dinner? Because it's hard to accept the help when I have to say to her, yes, I can't bear to feed myself. Uh, I guess, sure, send me dinner. She's saying she wants to send me dinner. So it's very easy for me to say, yes, I can accept the dinner that you want to send me. Mm -hmm. That is so much easier for me as someone for whom it's hard to ask for help than than either asking for help or whatever. So I think I would like Mm -hmm. to pay for house cleaners for you. Would that be okay? Or I would like to come over and do your laundry, do your dishes. What day this week works well for you? Basically saying it's a given that you were going to help them and then asking for their input about when and how. I agree. That was very well said. The other things I'll say are if you want to check on the person, don't ask, how are you? 
what what do you want me to say <laughs> i would say if you just want to let the person know that you're thinking of them say i'm thinking of you that's not a question that means i don't have to answer i don't want to answer and i'm not going to tell you the answer to be honest so just say checking on you thinking of you known to respond but want to let you know that i was thinking about Aiden the other day those are all good things to say because they are not questions they're not questions and as the griever we don't want to give answers um so that's what i'll say don't and then if they write back which i guarantee you they are going to write back a version of thank you with a heart emoji or just an emoji that is perfect. We know that you're checking on us. I'd rather someone say checking on you, thinking of you every month for 12 months than one time send me a 45-minute page thing where they ask 25 questions about my life. 100%. Okay? Better to do short, small checks often than one long check less often. And I also want to add that I think, I hope that people can take into their heart that really what you should be doing, if you are asking how they're doing, it's not because you are curious and you, you're checking right. on them because you care about them. Anything right. you're doing for them needs to be about them. So if you are talking to them, you wind up having a whole thing where you're, you are hysterically crying about their loss. That's not good. Okay. <laughs> you have to focus your care, your energy, your words on, on them. And again, please keep it brief. Keep it brief. That's like, <laughs> I think the sum is that we don't want to hear from you. No, I'm just kidding. We do. <laughs> we want to hear that you care, but we don't want to feel a burden to share some of the most intimate and private pieces of our life. Yes. I will always yeah. say, especially if someone's had a longer life, I, I would love to hear memories. Like if you have a memory, don't ask me what's your favorite memory. Share with me your favorite memory. And the more memories that you remember, I'll feel comfortable saying, yeah, I remember that too. Wasn't that great? Or yeah, I remember he would say this version of that or that version of that, or I'll never forget when he told you to quit his job or whatever it is. I would say mm -hmm. if you have a memory, share the memory. And then yeah. the last thing I'll say about this ongoing maintenance style checking in once again, I like it when people say no need to respond because yes. that means that gives me permission to ignore it because some days I might not want to. And then I'll say, I want, I, it means a lot. It means a lot to know that you continue to check on me and you're thinking about me. That part means a lot without the burden of me having to put a lot into that relationship. That's right. And I want to, what I want to be able to do is feel the love from you without giving a yes yes no. so yeah. again like if they don't respond at all that's okay you still did the right thing if they respond yeah. with a heart emoji that's okay you did the right thing if they respond and dump a whole bunch of shit on you great you've done the right thing right. follow their lead just just do it make it about them keep and it keep brief <laughs> <laughs> listeners we just had to uh i don't know what we were even doing but our my internet wasn't working my something was wrong with my internet like something was wrong okay let's okay. talk about the big days the death anniversaries the birthdays the holidays what to say on those dates first of all say something keep it brief our never-ending refrain keep it brief but it does mean a lot on these big days to know that someone is thinking about me and i'll also say just as we said before they might not text back and that's okay. The holidays, the big days are particularly overwhelming. And so it's even more likely that they will not text you back and that's okay. You have still done the right thing. 
Hello. Yeah, are you there? Just having a rough time. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm here. Sorry, my okay. headphones are all screwed up. But um, I was talking about how sometimes anticipation is harder than the actual day itself. So if it comes to like a holiday or whatnot, um, you don't have to remember on Christmas Day. I would say like it put a calendar invite for you to remember the week of Christmas. Yes. Put a calendar to remember the week of their birthday, the month of their birthday, because a lot of times those days leading up to it are horrific and much more horrific than the actual day itself. And so if you say, hey, Christmas is coming, I know it's such a hard time with, you know, so much attention on people's families. I know you're missing such an important member of your family. I just want you to know I'm thinking of you. Again, no questions. You're not asking them for how they feel. Number two, you're getting the right time of year. So you might not be getting it perfect, but you're getting it like pretty darn close and almost as good as any human being can be expected to remember. Um, So I would say that those are my pieces of feedback for people on the hard days. Yeah. And again, and this if, is not action. So this isn't sending food. This is what you can say. Yes. And also say, if you forget to text them on the death anniversary, text them a couple days later and yes. say, Hey, like I've been thinking about you this week. I know that the death on that, you know, Quinn's death anniversary was on Tuesday and I'm just so sorry that he's gone. I still miss him and all that. And again, don't expect them to respond, but they might, they may, but they might. I'll say this past year, my friend invited me for a weekend away on the anniversary, on the weekend of Aiden's anniversary of his death. So that was on Friday. And she was like, Hey, do you want to come to New York for the weekend of March 4th? And it really hurt my feelings. This is one of my closest friends. Yeah. Just put it in your calendar that the first week of March is not a good time for me to go to New York City. So I that was really hurtful because I felt like they, you are expected to know the rough week when their child died. The rough week. Listen, you're not an angel. You're not perfect. Okay. Okay. I got you. The rough week, maybe the half of the month, that is what I would say is your responsibility to remember. I don't expect you to remember his, his, you know, I, mean, I would expect you to remember the following, the approximate month that they died and the approximate month of their birthday. Yes. Not their birthday itself, but the first half of December or the second half of December, the first half of January, or the second half of January. Yes. Approximately. And that is probably not a good time to ask if they want to go to a concert. Probably not. So ask yourself, would you call this person from prison? Would you call them if your parent died? If the answer is yes, put it in your calendar now while I'm talking to you, while you hear my voice, put it in your calendar, the time, you know, the time of year where they passed away. So it, you can be sensitive Yes, because it's so hurtful when people make you feel unintentionally like the biggest day of your life doesn't matter. doesn't matter. And if yeah. I would remember your kid's approximate birthday I expect you to know my kid's approximate birthday, and dead or day. alive. Yes, I agree. I agree okay. with that. So I would say that is my advice for ongoing maintenance and special days. Yes. Um, I want to specifically call out, um, this is for dead baby birthdays. Um, I I really like to say something, or I've, I've liked hearing this, and I've said this to other lost parents, and I do think it helps. Something along the lines of, um, you know, wishing Quinn, a happy birthday. I wish he were here in your arms. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. That's just a simple thing to say that says, I wish he were here with you to celebrate. 
Yes. And if, I will say like, if you are of a particular religious faith and the person is also of that same faith, I do think some people find comfort in the mention of heaven or whatever. I'll just say for me, I am not religious. I still got, and I, I have never been religious in my entire life. Every single person who has known me throughout my entire life should know that I have been a lifelong atheist. So I also got some religious um, specific comfort things like, oh, he's an angel with God. He's in heaven, not comforting. So I, we should have probably said this like back in the early days as well. Just if, if you aren't sure about the religion, don't go there. If you are sure, go there. And I'll, I am a religious person, but I would say that I don't, I think that it's a dangerous assumption yes. to make. And I would say this person might be questioning their faith seriously. And so to say, you know, I've, I've been praying for you. Um, this person, you'll see that this person will bring like, this. Just, I just heard of this. This person will bring like certain things you're, when you least expect it. Everything's going to work out. It's from yeah. him. They're advocating on your behalf to God. True, not true. I don't know. But yeah. the point is maybe just steer clear of that because you don't know what's going on in their faith right now. And again, it's potentially harmful. And so it's better to just say, I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah. You know, I care deeply. They were such a beautiful baby. The yes. end. So like, let's steer clear of the religious thing just because it's such a hot topic when you're yes. going through loss. So Judith, I want you to say guess. right now, I want you to say the thing that you had your family tell you over and over again, just in this episode. Oh. So we have all of our guidance on words in one place. Yeah. So you say it right now. This is what Judith instructed her family to say to her every single day. Go ahead. Yes. And I'll say that it's because they were not getting it right. Yeah. <laughs> they were not getting it right. And I think people assume, they assume you know how they feel. I do not know how you feel. So I would say, articulate the following things. I love you, mm-hmm. I care, mm-hmm. and I'm not going anywhere. Yes. The reason why that's so important is because we don't know that you care. I know you think that we think that we do, but we don't. We don't know because right now it looks like I'm on the floor and you're functioning, and so it feels like you're okay and I'm not okay. So remind yes. us over and over again that you care, and then you're not going anywhere. I love you, I care, and I'm not going anywhere. So the I'm not going anywhere is really important because it feels like when you're grieving, this is going to take forever and everyone's going to move on and no one's going to care about me. And I'm going to be stuck with this heavy load to carry for the rest of my life on my own. So you want to reassure the person over and over again that you will be there for them through thick and thin. And you are going to remember their loss for all eternity. Yes. And wow. that is why that is why it's so important to say I'm not going anywhere. I just yeah. texted my friend, the one whose dad died. I said, I know I left the state, but I didn't leave you. I'm still mm-hmm. here for you. I'm yes. going to check on you continuously. I care. Yes. I love you. So I would say that those three magic sentences, I don't know why they're so helpful, but those are some of the ideas that I have. But yeah. I would say stick with those because they're safe. And like I said, it's a risk to get it wrong. So it's better to err on the side of caution. Agreed. Um, no one's so- going to remember. This is what I'll say. Sorry. No one's going to remember if you said all the right things. They will remember if you say one stupid thing. And that's exactly what I was just hoping to get into. Let's take a couple minutes and talk about the wrong things. These are things that you should not say, okay? Is everybody listening? Are you taking notes? Do not say any of these things. One, they're in a better place. What? What the fuck? How is the better place not with me? Fuck you. Agreed. Agreed. 
Um, any other platitude like that, like, oh, like, well, at least they're not suffering or like um, everything happens for a reason. No, absolutely not. Full stop. Do not. If you are going to say something that this is what Megan Devine says of um, refuge and grief, this is what she says. If you're about to say something and at the end of the sentence, you could add on the phrase. So don't be so sad. Don't say it. Everything happens for a reason. So don't be so sad. They're in a better place. So don't be so sad. At least you can have more children. So don't be so sad. Don't say it because the unspoken, so don't be so sad, is going to come loud and clear to the griever, okay? Whether or not you say it, whether or not you mean it, that's what they're going to feel, and it does not feel good. Okay, one more thing I want to add to what you're saying. I don't care about your aunt's cousin, sister's mother, who had (laughs) breast cancer and survived. I don't care. (laughs) I do not care that your grandfather's great-grandmother on your father's side twice removed had a motorcycle accident and died 25 years ago i don't exactly i don't care that you know someone from your work who once had a miscarriage i (laughs) do not care and i will say the exception the exception to this is if you know someone who has had the exact same type of loss and you know that that person likes to connect with other lost parents. Like I know yes. for me, if anyone knows me, they should put me in contact with new lost parents. They, right. Or hey, I have a friend who had a SIDS death a year and a half ago. Would it be okay if I gave her your number so that she can reach right. out to you? That's different. I do and not okay. want to hear. I know someone who had a SIDS death and they have three kids now and you would never know. So don't, don't be so sad. So don't That's be so not sad. helpful. Not helpful to me. Just no. stick with focusing on that person. Yes. I'm sorry for your loss. This is horrible. Yes. I remember how cute they were when you brought them home from the hospital. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's um, it. Okay. So what else should people not say? I think we should talk about, I can't imagine, because I think that's the big one. That's okay. a real bugaboo. So I think I understand the impulse to say to somebody, I can't imagine what you're going through because I have felt that when I've had, since, since Quinn died, I've had people in my life who have lost somebody. And that is one of the first things that comes to mind is that you genuinely can't imagine how bad they feel because each loss is so, so bad. It's so terrible. It's so awful. And you want to indicate to that person that it is as bad as they think. However, when you say, I can't imagine what it's like, to lose a child. I know your intention is that you're trying to explain to me, you understand the magnitude, but what I hear is that it's so bad that you can't even sit with me in it for five seconds. Right. And on the flip side, I can imagine it's horrible. No, you can't. You cannot imagine how horrible it is. It's just as it's beyond your conception. So you just can't win. So don't say it. Don't Don't say say I can't imagine. Don't say I can't imagine. Yeah. And I think the facts that, you know, you know, you are sorry, you know, that you care, you know, that you love them. You know, that their kid was cute and had chubby cheeks. That's what you know. Yeah. Everything else you don't know. So don't try. And I'll also say like, so Glennon Doyle has this um, passage in her book untamed that I really like. That's about the phrase I can't imagine. And she said, there's two ways to say, I can't imagine. One is like, oh, I can't imagine, which is like really separating you from the griever, from the person who's lost something. And that's really, really bad. There's this other type of I can't imagine that, again, recognizes the magnitude of the loss and the fact that truly you can't imagine. And that's more like, um, gosh, I can't imagine. Like that's, that's, I think she says like, 
it's along the lines of like there, but for the grace of God, go I, right? That phrase. So again, like that's an okay sentiment to feel, but it just doesn't feel good for the griever to receive it. So don't say it. What else should the people say? Are there any other things you want to highlight real quick before we end up? I'm trying to think of other things that I heard that were just not helpful. Oh, Um, oh, I have something that's really important. I have something that's really, 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 really important. Okay. I'm trying to think of exactly the right words I want to say because I don't want to offend the person who said this. I'm going to talk specifically about baby loss in this particular, in this particular scenario, which is if that person had a baby who died, they are their parent, present tense. They are a mother and a father. Do not say you were a great mom. Yes. You were a loving dad. That does not feel good because they are a good mom and a loving dad in the present. And it's, and I can, I'm just going to say it right now. Being the parent of a dead child is the hardest form of parenting there is. I don't, I, I am 100% positive of that. And I've only had a three month and 27 day old live baby. I'm sure it is harder than everything else that you are still actively parenting that child after they're gone. I can tell you as someone who is the parent of an alive child and a dead child, it is a lot easier to parent my alive child. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so wow. I think that we really covered it. What do you yes. think, Lena? I think we covered pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. I do think more things will come up, but maybe we can talk about those on our Instagram stories the week yes. this episode comes out. Yes. Oh, and I want to say really quick before we end, if you are listening to this and you're like, shit, I've said every single one of those things to somebody, or if you know us and you've said any of these things to Judith or me specifically, like, it's okay. We forgive you. And, I'm also, not upset. Like, and also we say this shit also, like, it's just the, yes. Experience. Like I said, I said this shit just last week. Yeah. I said it and I felt like an idiot, but I did yeah. it because, because I'm a human being. That's right. Like, okay. That's it. All right. Okay. Okay. Thanks everybody. We'll see you later. Alligator. Bye. To all of our wonderful new friends, we want to hear from you. Email us at aslongasimlivingpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at aslongasimlivingpodcast. We'll get back to you as soon as our grieving brains allow. Yay!